0: Hey, it's Madison the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show.
1: You know, by the time you and I are done chatting uh, tonight, about five kids in this country will have contemplated taking their own life because somewhere in this country, oftentimes folks from a deeply held religious background, a a very far uh, right-wing religious background, will tell them that they are twisted, that they are broken, that something is fundamentally wrong with them. That's what I believed growing up, and that is why I believe we need to pass the Equality Act so that every vulnerable child in this country can look to Washington and know that they are safe, that they are supported, and that there is federal legislation that protects them um, at school, in the workplace, Um, and even hate crime legislation is so important, especially for our trans community right now, especially for trans women of color. I think a lot of people want to believe that pride is just you know, rainbows and parades and celebration, but our community is consistently under attack. That's why we need the Equality Act, and that's why talking about this is so important.
0: And that's kind of where I wanted to start with my uh, two guests. The clip you just heard uh, was an interview that Pete Buttigieg, the husband of, uh, 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 of, of Secretary of Transportation, uh, gave and what really caught my attention and i wanted to um I, I wanted to uh have this discussion is that this pride month is more than just what the media tends to focus on the parades the celebration um it's it's it should be much more than that and my two guests uh kristen beck uh, n- n- now known as lady valor Chris, kristen Beck is a retired United States Navy SEAL, who, by the way, uh, served for more than 20 years in the Special Operation Forces and has been a a key voice in the congressional bills to end discrimination towards the LGBT community. And then uh, Freddie Lutz, who is the proud owner of an establishment that uh, Sherry and I frequent all the time, um, and that's Freddie's uh, Beach Bar. This isn't, you know, I never thought of it this way, but I guess it's a fair description, Freddie. The only straight-friendly gay bar in in Northern Virginia, and exactly. and that's that's pretty much what what it what it is. And and thank you so much for both of you. Um, uh, Kristen, let me start with you and your response to um, Chaston. Was, that was not Pete Buttigieg. That was Chaston. Uh, let, me, let me start with you, if your, your response to what he had to say.
2: Uh, my response to the whole thing is the pride parade is a way for us to celebrate our freedom. But it's also a way for people to see who we are. To uh, I mean, visibility is just such a it's such a huge um, tool for us to to show who we are. The thing about the pride parades that I don't like is how the media only uh, focuses in on that one guy, you know, wearing almost nothing, or they just focus in on on not folks like Me or Freddie. If you saw Me or Freddie just walking down the street, we're I don't like using the word normal, but. I wish that the LGBTQ community for Pride and everything else, we want to normalize, normalize the fact that we are just like everybody else. We wake up in the morning, we go to work, we have families, we, we, we're, we're regular folks. And so that's where I would like to see the Pride parades go in a little bit more direction. And I wish the media would see that. They would see how we are, just regular folks who just mm-hmm. want to live our lives.
0: And Freddie, uh, Freddie's beach bar and you know, that's that's sort of what your establishment reflects, doesn't it? Um yes. Yeah. I uh, uh first of all I was
3: touched and very moved by Chaston's uh interview last night. Um we know that hatred is often a result of ignorance at Freddie's, I decided from the very beginning that we were not going to just be a gay bar, but we were advertised as a straight friendly gay bar. And I think being exclusively a gay bar can create some of the exact resentment that we're trying to fight against. Um, I think Freddie's has managed to help uh, bridge the gap between the uh, gay and straight communities.
0: But it didn't always. Can it didn't always? <clears throat> it didn't start that way, did it? Well, kind of. No, no. I, and I what I mean over... is, I'm sorry. What I, I guess. Let me clarify my question. You did have some opposition. So then, that's to piggyback on that question. How did you overcome it?
3: Um, I really don't feel like I had much opposition at all at Freddy's. We opened during a time that the police department was doing diversity training. And, um, we've, you know, we've had a handful of kids over the years. I, I had somebody throw a brick through the front window once, and we had some pro- protesters out front once. But for the most part, we've been accept- accepted. I give a lot of credit to our neighboring bars on the street in particular, Billy Baines, who owns the sports pub, the largest bar in our area. Um, he's been very supportive. And, you know, he's a straight man, but he's been very supportive of me and our bar and has sort of, you know, you walk into the sports pub as a Freddie's employee and everybody greets you and they're friendly and we all get along. And uh, he's uh, done a lot to help, help us, uh, you know, get across to the gay, to the straight community.
0: Mm -hmm. Hey, Kristen, you wrote um, President Biden. Um, Talk about this letter, because it's interesting. You wrote, if I'm not mistaken, uh, basically saying to President Biden, allowing transgender people back into the military is not enough. Can you expand on that? Yes, I'd love to. Uh, so everyone knows for,
2: I mean, the whole time I was serving, I was, uh, I was there before Don't Ask, Don't Tell. And I served through Don't Ask, Don't Tell and then beyond. During my entire time of service, I was not allowed to serve openly as a transgender person. So for me, I was always in hiding and always afraid of, for my life and my career. And under President Obama's administration, there was an executive order that changed that so that you could serve openly. And now the executive order was overturned by another executive order by uh, the Trump administration. And now there's another executive order with the Biden administration overturning the other executive. So you can see it's just a it's an executive order after executive order. And what I was saying was it's not enough. Hey, thanks a lot for doing another executive order to make this happen but what happens when the next president comes in or what happens when things start changing, we're going to get kicked out again. And I, I just, I, I it needs to be uh, from at least two branches of government. Congress needs to act. It needs to be part of the equality act. It needs to, it needs to be something at the congressional level. So then it would be within the executive branch and the congressional branch, or if we went to the Supreme court or there just has to be more to it than just another executive order. Otherwise, it will be overturned. And I said, I said this right from the beginning when when President Obama did the first executive order.
1: <clears throat>
2: I told him they had to go further, and mm-hmm. uh, it just never happened, and we got overturned.
0: So and, we need and to move on this. Where do where do you think the opposition uh, comes from, uh, Kristen? Where well, just most like Freddie was talking from? about
2: earlier. It's coming yeah. from the you know the extreme right and from the religious groups. And uh, the, the biggest thing that I don't understand is that there's Christians, and, they, and I do air quote Christians, who are the ones that are the most vocal about all of this. And I don't understand how Christians don't understand that, you know, Jesus died on the cross as the new covenant, the New Testament, to put away the Old Testament, to put away the old ways, the old covenant. Now, when you start talking about, you know, misinterpretations of Old Testament scripture and Leviticus and other places, that's the Old Covenant. Now, nothing in the New Testament says anything about who I love or who I am or anything above. It talks about love. It talks about acceptance. It talks about moving forward. That's what the whole New Testament is about. And if you're a Christian and you believe in Jesus, He didn't. that's what it's about. It's about, read the New Testament, people. And then start living in the new covenant and read first John, you know, four twenty, you know, it talks about, you know, love and hate and where we should be and walk in the, walk in the steps of Christ, you know, put away the old Testament, please, please. And then a lot of that hatred would stop. And that's, that's like my look on this whole thing is that there's a lot of folks out there that just don't understand who we are. That's why I said during these parades, I want to do the again air quoting normalize. As I want, I want the people to see us, and I want the religious groups to see us for who we are. he's a businessman. He's a stand-up citizen. He's he's a he's a great human being. And there's so many of us that just live our lives, and we are you know walking in the in the steps of Christ. As you know, we love all you know people. We're trying to do the best we can. We're It's just there has to be better ways for us to start thinking about these things.
0: Christian Beck, uh, by the way, as I mentioned, retired United States Navy SEAL. And when I was looking into her background, she conducted uh, special operations and direct missions. Is this right? Over the course of 13 deployments and seven combat deployments? Uh, including, it says here, with the elite counterterrorism unit, you were known as the Seal uh, Seal Team Six. Wow! Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you, I got to tell you, true story, true story, and I think it Chris. <laughs> we were talking. And somebody I was with a group of folks and, and somebody was pointing out Kristen and you know, and I was and, and and being sarcastic and uh, all then this is a military guy. And um I overheard him talking and and you know, oh, look at look at look, look at and, and and I and then I turned and I said, You know, that's my friend and to be quite honest, she could kick your ass. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. Wearing a dress and heels.
2: <laughs> that would be quite embarrassing. <laughs> but, but, I, yeah. but, yeah, and, and I did. Go ahead. Go ahead. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, I served for 20 years. and I did a lot of stuff. But uh, yeah. there's a lot of us that serve, you know, and we yeah. all serve in different ways. And I think that that's the service on the outside, what, what Freddie's doing there yeah. with his bar, and restaurant there in Northern Virginia,
1: yeah, that's right. an
2: amazing service. I think law enforcement, we have a lot of great law enforcement officers. We have some bad ones. You know, across the entire spectrum of life, you're going to find some really good folks. But then mixed in there, there's going some people that need some help.
0: Yeah, but, and uh, Freddie, you, you I, uh, go to, to Freddie's. You know? Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you go to Freddie's uh, Beach barn Restaurant, and the one thing you notice, it, it, photographs of, Everybody. I mean, you got the you got politicians. You've got service. You got you get a lot of service uh, people who come into your bar and your restaurant. But you said uh, Freddie Lutz is the is the owner of Freddie's Bar and Beach uh, uh, Bar and Restaurant. But you said Freddie um, that when you heard uh, Mr. Uh, Buttigieg's uh, interview that it really touched you. Uh, did it touch you because of your own personal experience or what?
3: No, I had uh, a very loving and accepting family. My dad was a colonel in the military, as Kristen knows, but um, they were just could not have been more loving and accepting. And I did not realize Caston's background and I was just stunned that, um, although like he said there are so many uh kids like him that are contemplating suicide every day it it it, it just the interview just really like i said mm-hmm. touched
0: me. so your so your experience even with a a military from a military family um the, your your parents were, were were what were much more accepting you didn't have to run away from home and and the like. No, uh, one
3: example I can give you back in the 60s and 70s, uh, w- remember those times when uh, it was love and peace being talked about? <laughs> it's come a long, long way since then, but we protested the Vietnam War, and my father, a colonel in the military, uh, drove me and a bunch of my college friends down to the mall and dropped us off for the protest. All the way down in the car, he was expelling his um, feelings and um, thoughts on the war and everything else, and but also listening to us. And it, it was a very uh, moving experience, and, and one that I'll
0: never forget. Hmm, that is fascinating, and 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 then finally, um, let me ask Freddie, uh, your what what is it if you had an opportunity to and i'll ask uh kristen the same question uh an an opportunity to talk to biden and now we may have a new governor in your state the state of virginia uh what would be your 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 message uh to them
3: uh, yeah. Gosh, I you know I don't know. I, I I just the, the thought of why can't we all just get along comes to mind. Uh, Freddie's is so open and accepting to everyone. We're a safe space for uh, the folks from the Pentagon, from the transgender community, and uh, I you know I I remember I remember being at a happy hour in Freddie's one night, and there were. All these transgender girls in there, and military people, and straight people, and gay people. And I rem- this was during the Trump administration, and I remember thinking to myself, you know, if Donald Trump and Mike Pence could be in this room at this moment, um, meeting these people, I think they would they would get along and they would like them. I think sometimes we have to take things to that level. I. I I just imagined if they were in the room that they they like the people in the room because that's and, the way. And it's so felt. It's almost, it
0: almost it almost sounds, Freddie. It, it it is all it's based on personal relationships. I, I mean, it's 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 like it's like with the race. Uh, you got to know people. It, you you yeah, you like to- when you said she's my
3: friend. You know, um, that's the way I feel about all my customers. They're all my friends, and um, I think. In that situation, those people would would like those people, actually.
0: Yeah. And maybe, you know, that, now let me, that, uh, Christian, yours is, and probably in addition to what Freddie has said, but yours is very, you know, you're very a very serious political person. So I suspect your answer might be a, a, a little different.
2: Well, it might be a little bit different. I would definitely want to uh you know, the diversification of the of all the offices and there's still a lot of folks in there from the past administration, but we're we're looking at all of this as, you know, as straight Republican or Democrat, and there's a lot of folks who are in the middle in this country. And when we when we look at each other and we try to put put each other into those boxes of one or the other, and you forget that a lot of folks are kind of in between, you know, there's a lot of policies that are being put out and there's a lot of people out there that have a lot to offer, but they aren't, you know, like myself, I would say I still act a lot like a military person where I try to work with both sides of the aisle and I try to, I, I don't mind compromising. I don't mind talking of policies and, and working those policies. So it, it helps, you know, both sides of the aisle. Cause when we keep going back and forth like we're doing in the last, you know, decade, the last 10 years. We've just been swinging that pendulum so hard from one direction to the other. Every time the administration changes, that's what's causing so much strife, I think, within the political spectrum. So I think that we need a lot more folks in there that can understand and build bridges in between all of these policies and try to figure out a way for all of us to to coexist, you know. And so I would say... That when you look at the boardroom and you look at that huge table, you know, I want to make a lot of room for other folks. And I want to include and and have as much uh, diversity as I can have. But I'm not going to do it by kicking people out. I'm going to do it by making that table bigger. And that's what I would challenge the administration to do is don't look at removing, you know, there's definitely folks that need to be removed. But there's definitely a lot of folks in there that you want to keep around. Make the table bigger, you know, and work with each other.
0: And that's what I would challenge them to. All right. Um, Well, um, let me thank both of you, Kristen Beck for, for taking the time to be with us. And, and Freddie will obviously be seeing you from, uh, from time to time. I know uh, both of you are probably happy that this pandemic is winding down. Um, And uh, I, I, you know, we're starting to get out more and, Maybe that'll open up uh, since, you know, since we've all had this common ground of of dealing with this pandemic, maybe that's a good place uh, to start. I really appreciate you coming on and extending this celebration, June being uh, Pride Month, uh, beyond, as you mentioned, Christian and, and Freddie, just the, you know, parades and um <clears throat> I I so appreciate your perspective. So thank you, both of you, uh, for taking the time to be with us. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.